This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. Governor Jay Inslee went to Yakima, where the region is still in the midst of a dangerous coronavirus outbreak. This virus is on a rampage, unfortunately, in this beautiful valley. Yakima County has about 250,000 residents and has recorded more than 5,700 COVID cases. And that means the county's infection rates is nearly 30 times higher than in King County. If we don't get that number down, we're heading to a disaster in the next few months in the Yakima Valley. The governor called the virus a sort of earthquake that was devastating the whole local economy. And he said a big reason the valley isn't recovering is because too many people refuse to wear masks. He cited a recent study that only 35 percent of Yakima County residents would wear masks when going to businesses. Now, Inslee also mentioned several other factors leading to the situation. They include a large number of cases in nursing homes, a lot of essential workers who remain on the job, and also the county's big agriculture industry. KVEW in Yakima reports about 45% of the county's cases are among Hispanic farm workers. The governor's plan to address the outbreak includes increasing testing capacity, especially at food packing and manufacturing plants, And the governor says the state has about 1,000 workers trained and ready to do contact tracing in the Yakima Valley. Of course, Yakima, not the only trouble spot out in the region. Benton, Franklin, and Chelan counties also have large numbers of agriculture workers. And, of course, they're seeing big spikes, too. The state warns that diagnoses in some of these areas could reach 1,000 per day by the end of July. That would uh, put that area on par with some of the other Trouble spots around the nation, places like, uh, you know, Texas, Arizona, Florida, they're starting to see uh, big spikes in their states as well, too. And in those states, the officials are saying that they have no plans to close anything down again because I think people have had it with closures and it's going to be masks or <laughs> get sick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a different approach out here. And, you know, Inslee has stayed true to what he's Done the last couple of months saying he's going to make his decisions based on data and research and science. And right now, all of that says masks do work, according to every public health official uh, across the country that is published right now. Um, And he's also working on, you know, a big public health awareness campaign out there. I've seen uh, some grassroots effort out in Yakima, too. People wanting to put up big billboards now uh, out in the Yakima Valley saying, please wear your mask. There's a lot of efforts out there to try to... uh, increase awareness and just get people on board. On the one hand, you feel for the need to exercise your constitutional right to demonstrate for something that is strongly related to social justice. I have to say, though, honestly, that is a risk. So if people are going to do it anyway, please keep the mask on. It's when people take the mask off and are close to people that you have the risk. That is Dr. Anthony Fauci from the National Institute of Health protests against police brutality he was talking about have uh, been drawing huge crowds across the United States. And epidemiologists are watching this closely. But right now, the early data suggests that keeping a mask on in these crowds might be working. Mayor Durkin's office uh, in Seattle, she reports that less than 1% of the tests from the three sites they opened up last week have come back positive. Which is pretty remarkable. And last week, Dr. Keith Jerome, who heads the University of Washington's virology lab and tests all the samples, told us that closer to 2% of the tests were coming back positive, but that's still a lot better than in many areas. Right. And it is still too early to tell. It can take up to three weeks for new cases to be diagnosed and then show up on official reports. But uh, yeah, right now, this is tentatively encouraging. 
We have to point out that the testing centers do not require everyone to check some box that says whether or not they've been attending demonstrations when they go to get a test. But there is a space to ask people the reason they wanted the test. So if you volunteer that, yes, I wanted this test because it was a protest, I don't know if I got it, then the University of Washington can collect the data that way. Now, the the guidance is still, uh, if you've attended a large gathering of any kind and you're experiencing symptoms, you should get a test. And of course, if you go to a protest... Wear a mask. And I think also part of the reason that we're not seeing the huge spike, at least yet, is that these demonstrations are outside and all indications are, you know, that's not a space where the virus uh, tends to transmit itself. It's more right. close And gathering. from the pictures I'm seeing, mask wearing is right. it's actually the thing to do. So nobody's Certainly. nobody's worried about how they look. Uh it's a protest after all. So <laughs> any kind of special thing that makes you stand out is uh, appropriate. Right. And I've been to a couple of those protests now. I went down to the Capitol Hill occupied protest area yesterday myself to check it out. And yeah, it's safe to say. I mean, I think it's just this is a rough estimate here, but I think 3 out of 4 people that I've seen at these demonstrations are still wearing the mask. Let's talk about the prospect now of playing baseball this summer. The commissioner of Major League Baseball is calling the situation a disaster and says he's not 100% certain that there will be a season in 2020. Rob Manfred spoke with ESPN this morning. We had a couple of developments over the weekend that were really negative in terms of our efforts. Um, The first was the Players Association's decision uh, to end good faith negotiations. I understand that the players were frustrated by the lack of progress on the monetary issue, but this is about a lot more than money. We could get a little uh, inside baseball here if you wanted to and talk about uh, guaranteed contracts and all of that stuff that the baseball players and the owners are just not coming to terms with, but we'll let you listen to maybe a sports talk show to better uh, <laughs> well, understand Well, it's kind that, of interesting, but... though, because the baseball players aren't even motivated to bargain, right? Yeah, that's what Since I Once you sign understand. a guaranteed contract, whether you play or not, you get paid. So, heck, if, if the season's canceled, they don't lose anything. Yeah, fair point, yeah. Uh, you know, I was listening to Manfred's whole talk on ESPN this morning, too. He said another issue is just they're at odds over uh, health and safety here, too. Now, of course, the commissioner works for the owners, so you have to take everything he says kind of with the with a grain of salt there. But uh, we also heard from Dr. Anthony Fauci, and he says even if they do get back to playing ball, the MLB probably should not have games deep into the fall. That's the best baseball, October baseball. That's where (laughs) the postseason starts. (laughs) Right. So uh, that's bad news. I'm just curious to know how are they going to get the money to pay all these guaranteed contracts if they don't at least play the games for TV? Because that's where the revenue comes from. Right. Uh, Other sports we're trying to follow here, too. The NBA still trying to get back to basketball. The league has a plan to play uh, the rest of the season in Florida. There would be no fans. Unclear right now what the plan is for football in the fall, college or professional. And even though this is not sports related, I think we should mention here that there is no Emerald City Comic Con this year. It was supposed to happen in August. Now that has officially been canceled. Dyer Oxley uh, talked about this with Cairo Knights. He is the co-host of the Northwest Nerd Podcast. Well, you know, maybe not a lot of folks are into the Comic-Con thing, the pop culture thing. But think about it. There's not a lot of folks who are also into the sports thing. But when a sports stadium shuts down, there is going to be ripples and economic impacts that radiate out throughout the community. You big in uh, Comic-Con there, Dave? Uh, Not really, although I've been downtown when they hold it. 
And it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun to see everybody dressed up in their costumes. And the great part is that they will, I posed with Wonder Woman one year, for example. (laughs) I mean, she was happy to to take a selfie with me. And uh, people have a lot of fun. I'm not into it myself, but they have a lot of fun. But it it is, I mean, it is a contact sport because you are around together in your groups. Mm -hmm. And yes, you are talking. And frankly, in many cases, well, a mask can be part of the costume. But in other cases, it uh, it ruins the effect. But um, that is too bad. I guess that's the kind of thing, since it involves large crowds, that you can only safely go to once there's a vaccine. We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MindNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.